That was the shortest. Yeah, it's like, you know, what's the point? Let's just get down and dirty, you know? <laughs> down and dirty, baby. Let's go. Everybody. Hey. We're back. This week, we're hitting on a classic. A classic of the late 60s. I've heard it talked about over and over again. Named a whole movie festival about it. <laughs> Is that really? Well, yeah, Sunday. It's Robert, Robert Redford started Sunday. Oh. Sunday after. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. As you might have intuited, we're talking about <laughs> Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh, this is a movie directed by George Roy Hill, starring Robert Redford and Paul Newman, the, the, the king of salad dressings. First ever <laughs> Paul Newman movie for me. Same. Ditto. Except for Cars. Yeah. True, true, true. Yeah, no, the first live action Paul Newman <laughs> People from our generation, <laughs> Bradley and I are 15. We <laughs> only know. <laughs> uh, no, so this is, yeah, yeah, same here. Well, uh, let me let me first just say that this movie is a little bit of discrepancy between the critics and the fans. Um, Who likes it better? Uh, it looks like the fans like it better. This is this is one of those rare kind of and discrepancies actually within Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. Metacritic's got this movie at a 66. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has got it at an 88. Whoa, a pretty big discrepancy, and then and then uh, IMDb has it as an eight So a little bit of discrepancy. Uh, this movie is still, I think, talked about a lot. Obviously, as Bradley mentioned, the Sundance Festival. But I um, I've heard about this movie a lot. I don't know why it never crossed my desk, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we we finally we finally decided to watch it. So why don't we hop in, Bradley? What do you think about this movie? It was all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I really don't have that. It wasn't, I, I don't really understand the love. It was not the worst Western I've ever seen. Um, it was fun. It was, it was all right. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Yeah, I think that is just about right. I don't know what the deal is. Why do people love this movie? It's kind of like North by Northwest. Like, everybody... Fucking loves this movie. I don't get it, man. Uh, there were moments. There were really cool shots here and there. There was a lot of cool zoom. I, I enjoyed. The, there was a lot of use of zoom uh, in this. I thought that was cool. I didn't know it was invented yet. <laughs> I mean, I guess why don't we start instead of talking about like general thoughts? Let me do, let me pose a question that maybe we can riff on a little bit more because okay. this is the se- this is the second western we've seen. Yes. And I think I've tried to watch a few Westerns outside of this. And essentially, I just, I can only get through them when I feel like I have to do it for the podcast. Okay. So do, I was thinking this. Do Westerns. Oh. I, I was actually thinking this too, because I like newer made Westerns. Um, I grit. like um, True Grit's good. Um, the, the new assassination, one, the yeah, assassination of Jesse James, the Sisters Brothers, 
So I don't know. I don't know if Westerns suck <laughs> or do old Westerns suck. Well, that's I, what I'm trying to figure out. Is it because we're young? Maybe. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I was thinking the same thing and I was like, do I like Westerns? But do I? I mean, so, so I don't know. I don't know if it's the... You know what would be a good good gap that we need we should watch is Unforgiven because it's it's in the nineties. It's in the nineties, so that, I think that'd be a good. Do we hate westerns or do we just hate old westerns? And, and I mean, talk about. So I tried watching Unforgiven the other day and I okay. wasn't able to get through it, but I would oh, be happy okay. to try to watch <laughs> for the podcast. I would be happy to because it's got a stacked cast. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know because this is what was the other one we watched? The High Noon. High Noon. That was brutal. High Noon was horrific. Not horrific. That's too much. It was not good though. It was not deserving of the title of like really good Western or whatever. Yeah. And same thing with this one. Did it with this one. Like, I think Django. Two, Django's a Western. Django was great. Django was fun. No, it hey, wasn't fun. Yeah. It was enjoyable <laughs> to watch, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's something. I, I got to believe there's something to it. I initially I just thought it was all westerns, but you're giving so many good points that there's recent westerns I really enjoy. I think maybe you know what we should. This is what we should keep in mind. This movie, one I felt like had a very weird tone, weird voice. It was trying to be so comedic. Paul Newman was joking every last <laughs> second, but it was supposed to be like. I, I, like we're supposed to be worried about their life. It's supposed to be life and death, and I don't think they struck a good balance on tone. Yeah. So I'll be curious about one: how do they how do they handle tone differently? Uh, maybe they just maybe that was just what was off for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't really happen in High Noon, and so I think the real thing is what we deem exciting action. This movie had a lot of gunfights, but I mean I've seen. Tony Stark and all of these like crazy action movies that have these beautiful, exciting scenes. And so maybe like three guys shooting at each other mm-hmm. really fast and jumping between all of the shots and whatnot, it maybe just isn't exciting for me. The choreography, yeah. I think, is lame. And yeah, one thing I've noticed, because like what you mentioned, is the, the newer ones that I've mentioned, I feel like they're more story driven than these right, older that's ones. What I, is that yes. what you just said? No, 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 no. That's what I was... Oh, okay. Was oh, okay. I was like, oh, well, crap. No, 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 no. No, that's what I was... That's exactly what I, sh- I mm-hmm. was trying to get to, which was uh, you're 100% right. Maybe they're just focusing on the characters and I can enjoy the, the story more and then they're not focused on the action. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm thinking back to... The, the one I remember most of the lists we said is True Grit. True um, Grit, yeah. And True Grit's I, all about, like, the relationship between uh, Haley Steinfeld and... and Jeff Bridges. Yeah, and I've watched the old True Grit, and it sucked. So, <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's something the there. With all John Wayne yeah. movies. There's something there. There's a reason, and we'll 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 get we'll get to it. Maybe, okay, so maybe that's what we just so next week we'll watch Unforgiven. Do we have to do it next week? <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll take a break <laughs> from westerns. But yeah, so this movie. So so let's let's get back to this movie a little bit. Oh wait, actually, I have one more thing. The romance, the way they handle romance in this film. Is it just outdated? Is that what it felt like to you? I was like, what's her name? The woman from The Graduate and and Robert Redford? Um, like, their their romance? 
what, what was uh, that? Catherine, at a, Catherine Ross. Uh, yeah. And then I thought my big thing was the bicycle scene was the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. <laughs> Just totally thrown. I want to say I love raindrops falling on my head. That song rules. Oh, the song ruled, but I was watching this scene. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, what is this? I know. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's stupid. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad as what it is. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. So I think. I think there's something about how relationships have changed, and how the 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 reaction the 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 relationship between men and women generally, um, and then and then romance between any two people like have changed pretty dramatically. Yeah. And and this that whole bit like that whole scene was about to show how Etta. And Butch were like kind of in love, but not really. But then and that never really came up again. Yeah, like yeah, that was weird. It was like, oh, so it's gonna be they're gonna be fighting for this girl, and then like, oh no, she's just hanging out with Robert Redford all the rest of the movie. Like they didn't even <laughs> mention her and Butch. Right, right. So yeah, no, that that did feel particularly odd to me. <laughs> uh, but I, I do want to say I want to take a break from. Shitting on the movie, so that say there were some, there were some cool things. There were some things that I did enjoy. Um, uh, the first, I thought it was interesting that they were jumping between sepia toned and like color. I don't know why they were doing it. I've never seen it. I have to why think not? about it a little bit more. I, I I don't know if it's meaningful, but the the shifting was was interesting. At least it kept me engaged more than. <laughs> The characters did. I was just wanting to see what was going on, why they were doing that. Uh, and then I really did like the score for the most part. Actually, the score was really good during the moments of montage, mm-hmm. which were super lame. What an Oscar for best score! Did it really? Oh, best score, good. best original song, best cinematography, and best writing. Hey, best writing? I don't know, but. The other things, okay, deal. There's something to it. There's something. I don't know what's going on with the sepia business. I should have thought about it a little bit more. It was very serious looking. It was very, but I don't, but the writing, not so much. Score was great. The score sounded like, oh, it sounded like some, it sounded very modern. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, especially, especially the scene where they're going down to the bank basement and they're going into the uh, the vault. It's like jumping between this choral and this piano piece, and uh, it just felt it felt very cool and modern. I would just listen to it generally. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. Um, but yeah, that was really the that was really the highlight. I don't know that I was interested in much of anything else. Yeah, I thought there were a couple couple humorous parts, like the first bank robbery in Bolivia. Got a Little chuckle out of me. Yeah, right, right. Um, I, I liked the. I, I thought the beginning when he was had to retake his gang from Harvey or whatever the hell his name was. I, I thought that was funny as well. So there was there was a little humor in there that 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 worked, but. Not I guess I just really didn't really get care. what the what they were going for. Were they trying to be? Was this meant to be a comedy movie? I don't think so. I, I didn't think so either, but the whole thing with the train with the guy on the train, 
Yeah, maybe. And trying. I so uh, that that I think that's the issue. I think that's my core issue with this movie. Is I felt like it was, Damn, was Ill, poorly directed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought they they should have had a clearer direction on what type of film it was going to be, what the vibe was going to be. Because um, in the sepia tone, it's like this serious mystery. I'm thinking kind of noir type business, and then when it gets out of the sepia tone, it's like some goddamn haha comedy. And then they go back to it, and it's kind of like that again, and kind of not. I don't know. It just it just felt like yeah, it felt like it was in conflict with itself the whole time, and it yeah. never sort of resolved into anything. Even at the end, right? The joke of the ending was that they were planning out a trip to Australia, even though they were surely going to die. But isn't well, that tragic? Really, like, you can't really, can't, you gotta, can't really be serious when you're about to die. Go keep I think, I think most people are. <laughs> I know. I've, <laughs> no, never, I, I've never almost died before. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, you don't. You, so you don't have to, of course. Yeah, I know what you mean. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I, I was kind of, I was, I was let down, is what it was, <laughs> because I really thought this was going to be like a killer. Yeah, killer yeah, it was. Yeah, I was disappointed as well because I mean you hear about it for so long, and then. It just sucks. <laughs> that suck, but it just I've, I'll never watch it again. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll I'll probably watch it again someday. I just was I was yeah I was I was hoping for um, a lot more. Um, what do you uh, what do you think about uh, security of banks in the movies? How did anybody Jeez, not like, steal <laughs> money from banks? Man, I would <laughs> was, I would be a Bank robber. I mean, was FDIC around back then? That's a great question. I, I got to imagine, no. I got to imagine that was a New Deal era thing. Well, let's see. But yeah, I mean, it seems like... You were exactly right. <laughs> oh, boom. Man, a new deal 87 years here. ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know how anybody didn't just always rob banks. How these guys ever got caught is crazy. Oh, oh one thing I did think about was the chase. Oh. The whole time I was thinking about that Avatar the Last Airbender episode when Appa was um, <laughs> like shedding his hair and they were following him and they couldn't figure yeah. it out. That's all I thought I could think about. I was thinking about Star Wars Episode Eight when they're when they go through hyperspace and they're like, "How'd they find us?" Yeah, that movie and then sucks, they. So I don't care. <laughs> okay, worse. We're stopping the conversation right there. <laughs> Not getting onto it here, but I agree. I this 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 trope, this trope has been used in other scenarios. Or this plot device has been used in other in other situations, but this one has no payoff at all. They, because they found them. Those people, those people never come back. They were in Bolivia. Did those they see them in Bolivia? That's why they want to go straight because they saw the guy with his white straw hat. Oh, yeah, I guess, but it was so throwaway. It was like, we don't meet this guy that they're all so goddamn scared about. Yeah. And we don't even know it's really him. Yeah, we, we don't. don't know who this person is. He's like, half the movie, he's the villain, and we don't know who that guy is. Or what, like, we don't even see his fucking face. Why am I supposed to care about him? I don't know, man. Who's the yeah, writer? Yeah, William, William Goldman, Goldman, who's like awesome. What else has he written? Oh, let me. Uh, 
a lot of Because I got to, I got to say, Bill, this one was not the one. Sorry, my computer's like 30 years old. All the presents, men, Princess Bride, which, uh, um, so he didn't write as many as I thought he did. Jack and the Giants. Yeah, okay. Maybe Chaplin, uh, Misery, Heat. Yeah, I mean, the, that's those are shock. good that's ones. That's not Heat, Heat, right? Heat was in the 90s. No, yeah, it was a different Heat. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're all right. Not. My big issue with this movie is they call him the Sundance Kid, but he looked forty, like the whole like. <laughs> you know, shouldn't he be the Sundance Man? That's your critique. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, Robert Redford so, uh, though could rock a mustache. Just... He could. The man could do it. Yeah. So I think I think my takeaway from this film as we start to wrap up is that it, it didn't really it didn't really have a whole lot to say it flirted with something political something we didn't talk about so I'll briefly the, mention yeah, the, yeah. it was like it was like the man is the man on the train was protecting the wealth of this big guy and they kind of briefly mentioned that he had just inherited he had probably just inherited it all and it's not worth the salt or whatever so they flirt with the politics, they flirt with comedy, they flirt with drama. But you know what? I want them to I want to lock it down. Somebody make a decision. You can't you can't be put with all these different people. Got to put a ring on it. And that's what this movie didn't do, and I think it's really suffered from it because it didn't have a clear direction, and I didn't know what to take away from it. Uh, not to mention it's it's obviously dated, but it lacked Interesting scenes and, and, and excitement. Uh, the shots, some of the camera movement was cool, but in the way that they framed the very opening, one of the very opening shots where they zoom in and the, the focus shifts from the window to uh, Paul Newman's face, that was beautiful. I loved it. But that couldn't make up for an uninteresting story with, with no core idea to it. I mean, yeah. Our, unless I guess maybe friendship's the idea, but I always think that's a, that's almost ninety five percent of the time a lame idea. We get it, friends rule. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's talk about something interesting. Uh, so, do you uh, you got any? Uh, oh, and 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 uh, the last political thing that they kind of talked about was that they're kind of they're kind of subject to their own skills and they can't break out of their who they are. Uh, and become something different. And so I thought that was kind of interesting, but again, it was kind of a throwaway line, and it was only at the very end where they're discussing with Etta, and yeah. I kind of wanted them to... I wanted to them to explore that a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. But initially the movie was about sticking it to the man, and then later the movie was about th they can't do anything else because they've only been conditioned to be this way, and uh, both of those are good ideas, but... I don't know. It seemed, like I said, it seemed kind of harebrained. The whole thing. Fuzzy. Also about bicycles. Yeah, what the fuck was up with bicycles? Bicycles, bicycles aren't the future, man. And he's like, why why, uh, why don't I have any money? You're buying bicycles, dude. You're buying, buying bicycles, bicycles to woo your best friend's girlfriend. 
that you don't even attempt to woo. Except for that moment. You let her be. She's got no interest. Fun but fact, she does have interest. Fun facts about that scene. Raindrops keep falling on my head. The filmmakers mm. tried to get Bob Dylan to sing the song. And he declined. Did they really? That's what, that's what it says. Hey, I'd have loved to hear, hear Bobby version of that song. I bet, I bet he could kill it. I bet he could. Uh, well, I think that's about all I got to say on that. Yeah. <laughs> We've been having a little of a tough run here recently. Yeah, we need to pick good movies. <laughs> this was supposed to be a good one. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> uh, uh, I, think, I think, you know, inevitably, uh, the experiment or what I'm interested in finding with this show is how long can movies be relevant? Because at some point in time, culture shifts so much that there is no connection. Mm-hmm. And this movie almost gets there. Almost. <laughs> the thing that kept me going were, were, was raindrops keep falling on my head. And that was that was what kept me kind of interested. And um, whatever little political discussion they talked about. And some of the camera movements. And that was it. Like That was the only thing that kept me into this movie. And I think everything else could be explained by just cultural shifts from 1969 onwards. Nice. Um, and so something about, you know, people don't care about the West anymore, or the idea of the West, and, and there's this disinfatuation, like, with guys running around with guns. Uh, like, I'm not interested in that. That's not my scene. And so... Uh, I mean, I, that's I still people... feel like guys running around with guns is still a very, very popular scene. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, I guess guys running around... Well, yeah, yeah. But not pistols and not <laughs> on on feet. <laughs> I think that's probably the issue. <laughs> I think the feet, yeah, the feet can get you. There's no there's no cool movement or anything. I don't know. We'll see when we get back to our. We're gonna go back to Unforgiven. Unforgiven is is going to it's be our last hope. It's, it's our Obi Wan Kenobi. What can we say? Uh, uh, all right. Well. Just to wrap it up, remember this has got a 66 on Metacritic and 88 on Rotten Tomatoes and then an 8.0 on IMDb. Bradley, where does this fall for you? I got a five. Deal. Better than Twister. Not better than Twister. <laughs> not better. This movie is not better than Twister. <laughs> this movie... What did I give Twister then? You gave Twister like a three. Okay, then I have to stay consistent. This, this movie is like a three or a four. Oh, this man. movie, this movie is as good as Twister. In fact, I think Twister is way more enjoyable to watch because you're just having fun. Critically, these movies are comparable, but objective or subjectively, fun. Twister's fun a better movie. Having, yeah. I can <laughs> yeah. See that. Uh, all right. Well, I, I, I guess we'll wrap it up there. So uh, thanks for thanks for listening, everybody, and then we'll see you next week. <laughs>